Hey, dealmakers, and welcome to the show where it's all about financial freedom with real estate. I'm your host, Garrett Lynch, and as always, let's get ready to own it. You're listening to the Financial Freedom with Real Estate Investing podcast, hosted by Garrett Lynch and Michael Blanc, where we talk all about how you can achieve financial independence through apartment building investing. Whether you're just starting out or you want to scale your syndication business, this is the show for you. Now, if you weren't able to join us in Dallas for Dealmaker Live, you missed out on some great conversation. So today we want to share some more of that information with you and present one of the talks from Dealmaker Live 2023. Manny McAllister is a multifamily real estate investor, mindset ninja, eternal learner, coach, and connector. And Camilla Jeffs is a mom of five, serial entrepreneur and investment enthusiast, who's dedicated to helping women make their first million. In this presentation, they share techniques for networking and capital raising that focus on your particular strengths. But before we get into that, I wanted to shout out Fawn on Amazon, talking about the Yellow Book. They said it's a great book. The information's current. It's well-written, easy to read. If you guys found the Yellow Book helpful, please leave us a review on Amazon and help others find this resource. I also wanted to shout out Jerry Miller is a very first deal maker. He closed on a 96 unit deal in Garden City, Georgia, valued at $11,500,000. That's awesome. Congratulations, Jerry. You guys want to see if you can buy an apartment complex and want to speed up the learning process. Reach out to us at themichaelblanc.com slash mentor and set up a call. We have mentors that have actually done their own deals that have done helped others buy deals over and over and over again. And so it's really the best way that you can get involved and speed up that learning process and get some deals done. But guys, we all have different strengths and weaknesses when it comes to networking and raising capital. Understanding your own style is key to achieving success. In this talk from DML 2023, Camilla Jeffs and Mandy McAllister explore different capital raising techniques and explain how to tailor them to fit your unique personality. With that, we'll get into the content from Camilla Jeffs and Manny McAllister. If you want to work with a full-time syndicator to help you get up to speed faster, get your first deal done this year, and scale your portfolio so you can quit your job, then check out our mentoring program. It's at themichaelblank.com forward slash mentor. It's the only program out there that actually guarantees results. That's right. We actually guarantee that you do your first deal in the first year. Otherwise, we'll keep working with you and set up a, a strategy session call and explore whether it's right for you. It's themichaelblank.com forward slash mentor. Oh, hi. How's it going, guys? I think we got the lunch hangover portion of the day. The Yeah, right. And who wants to talk raising capital after that realistic life smackdown? <laughs> We just got from the big guys, right? Awesome. I am Mandy McAllister. I'm the managing member of my investing firm, Good Fortune Capital. I also have the distinct honor of serving as CEO of Go Abundance Women. You saw Matt King, my business partner, speak yesterday. Hello. <laughs> I am Camilla, your calm friend on stage. 
I am the CEO of Steady Stream Investments, which is a financial education company educating passive investors how to get involved in group investing via real estate. I'm also the host of the Quiet Wealth podcast and Mama to Five. That is awesome. So, <laughs> Camilla, tell us another fun fact or two about you. Okay. The people are dying to know. Fun fact. I live here in Texas, and, and uh, I live about an hour north of here on a little mini farm, and I raise mini farm animals. We call it our Disney farm, because all of our animals are named after Disney characters. So I have a baby goat who is Bing Bong. What movie? Inside Out. Yay! And I have little pigs, and their names are Jack-Jack and Edna. What movie? Incredibles! You guys got you. Okay. There's my Disney friends, two of them, all two of them. <laughs> uh, well, so Mandy, you. Fun fact. Oh, yeah. Fun fact. Okay. Might as well. I played volleyball forever. I played all the way through college and I got to coach my bonus daughter's 13-year-old team, which was really cool. And I used to do uh, improv comedy at Second City. So I think I'm hilarious. So the more you laugh, the more it feeds my soul. Okay. Awesome. So Camilla and I have a ton in common. We're both moms. We're both multifamily investors. We both left our W-2s because of real estate at a very similar time. Caca. Can I get an amen? <laughs> uh, but we also have some pretty distinct differences. And, and we think that especially for the newer members in the audience, which we think that there's probably quite a few, talking through ways to, to use your personality in order to... Let me figure out what I'm doing really tailor your personality to get the most out of your messaging to your audience to attract as much capital as humanly possible. So Camilla, tell us a little bit about introverts and extroverts. Yeah, so it's no secret that I'm an introvert. I'm known online as the introverted investor. And and I'm going to call out my buddy, Matt Faircloth, who yesterday told you that the money person is the extrovert in the group. <laughs> and I'm going to let you know that I raise capital. That's what I do. I raise capital as an introvert, and I figured out how to make it work for me. And so we're going to talk about this extroversion versus introversion thing. And Mandy and I were like, yeah, we're going to have this debate. And, and th they were asking us to come up here and kind of talk to you about raising capital and how to make it work for you. Well, introversion versus extroversion. What is it? Is it a personality? I like to think of it as more of an energy type. So an introverted person prefers to fill up their cup by being alone, right? We like to have our alone time. We need to you know, get away from, from all the noise, the people and things that are happening around us so that we can fill up our energy. Our extroverted friends, they prefer to be around all the people so that they can fill up their energy. Their energy fills up. So if you think about it, you wake up in the morning, an introvert is typically fully refreshed and energized. Extroverts, they need to get to the office and see all the people and get their day going so that they can feel all the energy. Then at night, right, Mandy, if I, if I say... If I tell you that you're going to stay in tonight, what's your reaction? Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and I'm over here like, oh, yes, yeah, I'd right? love to stay in tonight. <laughs> well, you guys, yeah, I mean, this is not news to any of you guys, right? But, you know, what are the very best qualities? How can you take the things that you are, depending on, on extrovert, introvert, and then really make it actionable, okay? So let's talk about the extroverts. I feel like this is our MC. This kind of looks like you, Jimmy. <laughs> Didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> Totally planned it. So 
If you're an extrovert, you're great at networking. You're super social. You love being around people. But you also, at the same time, you, if you, I, I probably made like 140 friends. I'm not going to remember your names, you know? So that is, if you go really a, a mile wide and an inch deep, you're really going to have to pay attention to, you know, who needs what, where do you need to go deep to? And then as an introvert, the things that give you superpowers, so you're able to raise capital very effectively because you prefer deep relationships. You love the one-on-one interaction, right? You are very good at listening and you are very good at understanding your investors. And that is something that you can really you know, latch on to. Now, yesterday I made three friends here, right? But those three friends are going to be deep relationships for me. They will probably invest in my deals because I'm right there with them, right? Mandy has 140 and, you know, she'll probably get some investors out of that too, right? Because of the way that we make connections. It's just a different way of going about doing it. So which one is better? What do you think? Raise your hand if you think an extrovert is a better capital raiser. Raise your hand if you think an introvert. Is everybody an introvert? Ain't nobody raising their hands. You guys, you asleep? Wait, I mentioned you're, you're feeding my soul. If you laugh, please. Well, anyway, the, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a rhetorical question, right? Like, Let's have all the extroverts in the room. If you identify as an extrovert, please stand up. If you think you're an extrovert, stand up. Okay. Now the introverts... Stay sitting. We see you. We know you don't want to stand up. We got you. Okay. Hey, there's a lot more of my people, Mandy, than your people. I know, right? So our goal here is, especially for our our newer folks, let's really make this actionable. You know, like a, a lot of our speakers have talked about that it's all just entertainment unless you're taking something away from every talk and being able to put it into action. So the thinking time, if you've read any of Keith Cunningham's books, The Road Less Stupid, those are some of my favorite business books. Like it's the thinking time where the magic happens, right? The the how who's going to speak here in a little bit, the savers, it's when you're quiet that you have your ideas. So let's spend a little bit of time in thinking, draw this spectrum on a piece of paper in front of you. In terms of being an introvert or an extrovert, where do you believe you fall? So you're going to plot yourself on this spectrum here, right? Now, none of us live in the extremes. If you were an extreme introvert, you would be living alone in the sticks somewhere and not here, right? So I already know you're not an extreme introvert because you are here, right? None of us are extreme extroverts. We're not extroverted all the time. So it's an interesting how you can actually identify. So, right, I identify as an introvert, but I have the ability to dial up yeah. my extroversion. Like I'm on stage right now in front of you all, my extroversion is dialed up, right? And then Mandy has the ability to dial up her introversion when she's talking one-on-one with somebody. There's, you have this ability to move across the spectrum. And that's where the term ambivert comes in, because technically all of us are ambiverts, right? We may lean one way or the other, but ambiversion is a really healthy mix of introversion and extroversion. And it's just knowing when to dial up or dial down. So let's bring it back to you. Where do you stand? Write down for me, especially my newbies, the ones that are trying to attract capital into deals right now, even though we got some doom and gloom from our our big guys. Write down three things in your personality that lend themselves 
very strongly towards attracting capital. What are three things you do really well? I'm watching you, especially you front row. You got to take some notes. What are three things that are going to help you raise capital? Don't worry, back row. We can see you too. (laughs) Are you great at networking? Are you really social and you meet a ton of people? Are you a good listener? Do you go deep in relationships? Do you understand what they're going through? Do you have empathy for your investors? Now let's write down one thing that your personality does not lend itself easily to that is a benefit to raising capital. Are you someone that goes an inch deep and a mile wide in terms of getting to know people? Do you have trouble remembering things? (laughs) (laughs) And and do you just not show up to events because you know it's going to drain you and you don't want to feel tired after, right? That could be a downfall for introverts. All right. So now those are your things to take home from this. We want you to dial up the things you're great at. Spend more time doing that, those things with people. You're going to go way further, way faster if you focus on the things that are great and you pay attention to mitigating something that is not quite so great, right? So those are your things to be talking about over capital raising or over cocktails here a little bit later. So we could not leave the stage without giving you kind of our David Letterman top 10 list, just little pieces of advice, some from people who are yoked as extroverts and some for people who are yoked as introverts in order to move your capital raising, capital attraction forward. So make sure that you're keeping track. So if you have a conversation with Julie and she really loves to invest in class B assets in Oklahoma, when you find a deal that's like that, you need to be able to call that up. So if you do not have a CRM as a newbie, you absolutely need to. There's there's hundreds and hundreds of places that you could look to do this. There's a lot of free options. Shoot, even do it on Excel, but you need to be keeping track. So my first tip is that it's about them, not you. And I'm going to tell you the story of the first time I attempted to raise capital for a deal. I was just getting into this. It was 2019. And I was like, okay, I, you know, I, I think I want to raise capital. I know I'm an introvert. I know people, extroverts probably can do way better at this than I can because that was my mindset. But I'm going to go and I'm going to try and do this. So I talked to a lead sponsor. I found a sponsor I wanted to connect with and co-GP with. And I told him, okay, I'm going to bring 500000 to your deal. Like, great. Okay, let's do this. We launched the deal. I worked my butt off. Like, it was the most extroversion I've done in my life in, you know, trying to get investors to it. And prior to this, I had talked to a lot of people. I'd had one on one conversations, and everybody I met was like, oh, yeah, I'm interested. That sounds fun. That sounds cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to invest in real estate. And long story short, one investor invested $50,000. That was my first deal. Technically not a deal because I didn't get into it. I just gave the lead sponsor the investor, right? Like, well, you can take him because I can't, I couldn't do it, right? So I'm like hanging my head. I'm like, this is dumb. This just validates all of the things I thought before that I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I, you know, my personality is not the right personality. And, and I, you know, hung my head and like, for like three days, wallowed in my misery, like I tend to do sometimes. And, and then I was like, well, maybe there's a clue. Maybe there's something. Let me, let me dissect what happened and figure out what, where I went wrong. And what I realized is that I was coming at it from an approach that it was about me. I was so 
desperate to get my first deal, to have people recognize me as someone who could do big deals. Because before that, I spent 15 years as just a DIY investor doing lots of single family and small multis all on my own. And I didn't think that was a big deal at all, right? It would be awesome if I could be the hero of this story. But I'm here to tell you that that's where I went wrong. I'm not the hero of the story here. My investor is the hero. I need to play the part of Yoda. I am the Yoda. I am the guide. And I'm going to help them be the hero of their own story. So once I switched my language from being, hey, I need you to invest in my deal so I can do this, to I have a investment opportunity. I think it would be a really good fit for you and your family. Would you like to take a look at it? everything changed. Second deal, I raised my 500,000. Third deal, I raised 600,000. Fast forward three years, I've raised over $12 million personally. Ow. And it's all because I changed that one little thing, right? It's not about you. It is all about them. We are here to serve. So the easiest investor to, to get is one that you've already had and done a great job with, right? So we talk a lot about acquisition. And I think that it's like, you know, for when, when you have a baby, like you read all the books on being pregnant and none of the books on actually keeping the child alive for 18 years, right? <laughs> like we spend so much time talking about the acquisition and not a ton of time talking about how we're going to actually run the deal. And that's when deals go south because we didn't, we didn't spend a lot of time thinking about how we're going to manage it. So anyway, communication is absolutely key. I was part of a deal where the KP decided that we were going to hold half of a distribution. They didn't tell me. So I couldn't tell my investors and I got a lot of really angry phone calls and, you know, rightfully so, because that is stuff that I need to be in the know of. And, and people can take bad news. They just can't take no news, right? So it's up to you to have the crucial conversations in order to make those people happy because keeping people happy leads to better investors. Okay, my second tip is to overemphasize education. So a confused investor will never invest with you. I'm going to say that again for those of you in the back who are, had your heads down. A confused investor will never invest with you. You must educate them. And if you are not educating them, you're doing them a disservice. You're doing yourself a disservice. You need to make sure that they are educated. And what does this look like? So for me, as an, as an introvert, it doesn't necessarily mean being on stages, although I do that sometimes and I, and I'm learning to enjoy it, right? <laughs> but it also, but it means sending out education. I love to write. Introverts are great at writing. We're great at researching. We love to go down those rabbit holes and, you know, get all this information out and then we can send it out. So I send out newsletters. I host a podcast. I'm a guest on other people's podcasts. I speak on stages. Uh, I have social media strategies. Like lots and lots of information goes out to investors. Often investors come into my system and they don't invest with me for over a year. Totally fine with that because I want to make sure that they are educated fully. So I think that kind of the extrovert approach to that is to tell anyone that you can keep still long enough what you do, <laughs> right? So I buy Class B assets in the Midwest. I like to see them cash flow double digits by at least year two, period, end of story. Now, when you see that, you're going to think of me and hopefully give me a call, right? So if you can be very firm on what it is that you're doing and tell everyone that you are a multifamily investor, you're going to have a lot more conversations that are productive. So really, really dial that in. So tip three for me is stay consistent. If you tell investors you're going to do something, do it. Like if you say, hey, 
investor, come join my deal. And you're going to be updated every month about what's happening in the deal. Do it. If you tell investors, hey, we're going to start distributions in six months and, and, and then, you know, your first distribution will come. It should land in July of 2024. Do it. And if you can't do it, tell them why you can't do it. Right. So it's super important to stay consistent with them because I, I promise you they will call you. I, I have investors. I tell them that it comes out. The report comes out the 25th of the month. The 26th, I have four emails in my inbox if it doesn't come out the 25th, right? And so it's important to stay consistent, not only in your marketing efforts. We all know marketing is important to attract new investors, but I would argue that it's more important to stay consistent with your current investors because they're going to bring you a ton of business. The magic of raising capital is that once you start doing it and people start joining you and trusting you and liking you, it snowballs, right? Like there's no way I, th I could be where I am today without that type of care for your investors. I also feel like a thing that's been super helpful for me in attracting capital is I am super clear on my criteria. I, I don't really vacillate into different boxes. There are some sponsors that have a ton of, of luck in 17 markets, in class D to class A, all the way, all over the place, that is not my jam. I know how to do a, and run a class B asset in the Midwest, period, end of story, right? So if you are that person who likes that type of asset, you're going to be attracted to me and my message. And almost better than that, I'm going to repel people who are not that. If you are all in on Dallas class D, you know I'm not your girl. I still want to be friends, but I'm not, I'm not your investing partner, right? So you, you got to kind of be okay repelling the people who are not intending to be with you, right? So stand very firm in what it is that you stand for. All right. Tip four, talk less, Andy. Ask more. So when I talk to investors, I think a really key thing is to be curious. And so I want to give you today, I want to give you my script, the script that I use whenever I meet an investor for the first time. So most of my first time meetings come via Zoom because I have a marketing system to be able to get them and they set meetings on my calendar and I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, I'm talking to Bob today. Okay, great, Bob. Let's see what Bob has to say. So I get on these calls with him and, and when I first started in this business, I was panicked. And I'm like, what do you, what do you even say? I don't know what to say. And I don't know what to do. And I was talking to someone today who's just starting and she was expressing the similar feelings. So this is what I do, right? This is how the call goes. I say, Hey, Bob, thanks so much for setting up this call. I've been really looking forward to chatting with you. The way I like to run these calls is first, I want to understand what your experience has been in, in investing in general. And especially if you have any real estate investing experience, Second, I'd love to see what your goals are. What do you want out of an investment like this and where are you headed? Then I'll spend a little bit of time talking about me and about the opportunities that we have. And finally, we'll have plenty of time at the end for Q&A. That's my script, right? Now, what does that do? It's a couple of sales tricks in there, but it's, you're not trying to trick the investor. But what you're doing is you're trying to set things up so that they feel like, A, it's a professional call, right? So I set an agenda to it. So it's going to only last 30 minutes, not three hours, like one of my coaching students the other day. <laughs> he was like, I just did a three-hour call. I'm like, what are you doing for three hours? I can't talk that long. So it sets a professional uh, agenda, right? And then the second trick is you're 
indicating to them, I want to know about you. Do not get on those calls and be like, Hey, I'm Camilla and I have like 1500 doors and I, you know, I'm so awesome and you should invest with me because we're really good at it. No, don't do that. Make sure it's about them. Remember I said that already about them, not you. And, and then the third thing is you, you make sure that you indicate that you are there to answer all of their questions. That's why you say, and plenty of time for question and answers at the end. Right. And so that's where we can do the agenda is so incredibly critical because then you get a chance to, you know, set that expectation, set that boundary. I also feel like in the same vein of that, we need to understand how we're going to manage these properties, not just talk about the acquisition. You got to be very clear on the business plan and how that's going to be executed. Know it inside and out, because as, as you go forward into this, that is the piece that matters the most that keeps investors happy. So how are you going to execute? What are the plans? Where do you think it's maybe a little shaky? Honesty gets you really, really far. Where were you concerned about the underwriting, potentially? And my last tip is scale carefully. So if you're listening to the big boys up here, they were talking about the same thing, right? So scaling is awesome, right? 10xing stuff is awesome. And it makes you feel good. It makes you feel awesome. Like, hey, I'm doing all this and, and here I go. But be careful because... People are scaling too quickly. And if you scale too quickly, it's going to come around and it's going to bite you, right? Of my 15 deals, I have two that are biting us because my lead sponsor scaled way too quickly. And now we're in a situation where we are trying to pick up the pieces. The property management company that we, we did it with also couldn't scale with us. And so we had to fire them, hire someone new. There's just a lot of garbage going on with those deals right now because you scaled too quickly. It's, it's okay to not scale super fast. Well, I think Camilla and I both have been incremental in our growth, right? I think that there's something to be said. My first deal was a six unit. Michael talks about his first deal was a 12, right? There is absolutely no shame in starting there. If you feel like you're the person that needs to go straight to the 100 unit, I have no shame for you. Go, make it happen. But if that doesn't feel authentic to you, there's no shame in, in scaling really incrementally. So the take home of today, guys, is you know think about the things that make you exactly who you are, the things that make your personality really well yoked to get people to trust you and want to hand over hundreds of thousands of dollars to help you grow it. The intent of what is going to make you the very best capital raiser, the very most attractive for capital is to be yourself, right? Really, really do the work at home first. Be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. And for my introvert friends in the room, just know you can absolutely be successful raising capital as an introvert. You just do it a different way and it's totally okay. We are so grateful. Thank you, everyone. Please, we'll be here for the rest of the night. Thank you, guys. Guys, I hope you liked that talk from Mandy McAllister and Camilla Jeffs. To find out more information about partnering with the pros, aka us at Nighthawk Equity, reach out to us. Go to nighthawkequity.com, click the join button, set up a call with our team and see if it's a fit for you. You can also email us at info at nighthawkequity.com. And this is a completely hands-off way for you to make a return on your capital and partner with the pros. So please reach out to us there. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. We'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Take the next step toward financial freedom by checking out our Freedom Vault, where you can find free resources to help you with apartment building investing. 
Whether you're an active investor just starting out or looking to scale your syndication business or looking to invest passively, head over to themichaelblanc.com vault to gain access to our Freedom Vault.